Hello and welcome to The Long Short, a new podcast brought to you by AIMA, the Alternative Investment Management Association, focusing on the very latest insights on hedge funds and private credit. My name is Drew Nicholl. AIMA is the global representative for the alternative investment industry, with around 2,000 corporate members spread across 60 countries. Of these, our fund manager members account for approximately $2.5 trillion in hedge fund and private credit assets. Each weekly episode of The Long Short will examine topical areas of interest from across the alternative investment universe with news, views and analysis delivered by AIMA's global team, as well as a host of industry experts. So whether you are a hedge fund or private credit industry veteran, a student of the industry, or just someone interested in learning more about hedge funds and private credit, this podcast will be your ideal companion to help navigate you through the long and short of this fascinating industry. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Short. I hope you're enjoying our new weekly schedule and the greater range of topics we are now able to cover within the alternative investment industry. Uh, This week is a very special episode, but we're doing something a bit new here. We've decided to dedicate the whole episode to Hedge Fund Week, which has returned in Miami after a two-year hiatus. Uh, Obviously, it was unable to be in person due to COVID, but last week, people descended on Miami in their thousands to have a week of hedge fund related events. And in part one of this episode, we uh, convinced two of our colleagues who attended the AIMA ACC Private Credit Investor Forum, which was a one day event within Hedge Fund Week, uh, to take a moment to give us their thoughts on the first in-person event for hedge funds in over two years. And in part two, I caught up with Stuart MacDonald, managing partner of Bright Valley Partners and host of the long-running popular radio show, The Naked Short, live from the Fontainebleau in Miami, where he regaled us about his week at Miami. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, Ron Benetch is a director in the US for AIMA and also heads up our next-gen activities in the region. Hello, Ron, and welcome to The Long Short. Thank you for having me. So I hardly need to ask you this because I don't know about you, but my social media feed all week has been jam packed with pictures of you guys out in the lovely sun and enjoying Miami whilst uh, the rest of us sit here in rainy London. But (laughs) it is a bit of an occasion because Global Alt Week was obviously planned uh, some time ago before Omicron entered our vocabulary, but it managed to weather the storm and go ahead. But if I could just start by asking for, uh, for you to just give us a sense of the mood, how it's been, uh, the events over the last few days and sort of broadly at Alts Week. Has there been a good turnout? It's been a great turnout. Um, obviously, we did have the Omicron variant, um, have a lot of people a little hesitant to attend. But because of the great job by iConnections and having a full pipeline of people who wanted to participate, in Global Outs Week, they were able to backfill those who unfortunately could not make it. Uh, the energy in the room is great. People, this is their first time um, networking in over two years. So it was great to see people shaking hands, looking at each other in the eyes, networking, and being able to really connect again. We felt like a big high school reunion uh, with all of the service providers, the managers, the allocators. It's just an energy and buzz in the air. Um, and as you mentioned, Drew, the sunshine. Um, also helped as well. <laughs> I'm sure. And as I say, uh, you, you've probably not quite had a chance yet to shake hands with everybody in the room. But uh, obviously, a, a key question at these types of events is, is you know, who's attended and, and sort of where they're coming from. Have you got a sense for whether there are many investors in attendance? 
Yes, that's one of the great things about this conference. And I think my connections, uh, the organization does a great job is we have a color coded lanyard system. Um, so you can tell who the investors are, uh, who the allocators are, who the managers are, and also who are the service providers and consultants. So it gave me a great sense of the demographics of the attendees. Um, and also helped in conversation as well and approaching individuals, um, skipping, the, skipping the conversation about what you do, more so um, talking about value added and obviously inherent consistent synergies between organizations. So um, I had a very good sense of who's attending based on that color system. Well, I'm, I'm very jealous you're getting to meet people again. As I say, who, who would have thought when we first uh, you know, left the office in March that it would be two years before we were back at one of these events? And so, uh, as I say, just, it seems like things are returning to normal and uh, as long may that continue. And yes. you obviously, um, <laughs> you mentioned uh, you know, meeting people there and, and, and getting stuck in. And I have to say, uh, I am a sucker for celebrity spotting at these events. <laughs> And uh, I know you've not been there the full week yet, but is there anyone notable that you've seen so far? Oh yes, actually the first day that I um, walked out of my hotel room and went into the conference, I ran into the one and only Anthony Scaramucci, Gooch, they call him. Um, and as usual, very friendly, shook my hand, smiled. Um, and he's a big, big advocate of eye connections. Um, he's been a big supporter from the beginning. So it was good to see him and because he runs such a large um, conference center with SALT and Skybridge. The fact that he supported this particular event was great for everyone. So I was very happy to see him um, and connect with him again. Ah, oh, you should have given him my card. We'll have to get him on the uh, on the long short one day soon. <laughs> I'll work on it. I have, a couple, I have a couple more days. Yeah, no, exactly. You'll have to be our eyes and ears on the ground going forward. Sure. Well, Rob, Thank you so much for that. And we will uh, just turn to Michelle now to hear a little bit more about the Private Credit Investor Forum. Thanks, Ron. Great, thank you. So turning to you, Michelle, uh, I know you've just hot-footed it off the podium to speak to us. Could I just start by asking what your panel was about and how it went? I had the easy task of distilling a global outlook in these volatile markets with four brilliant investors and 30 minutes on the clock. So it was quite the rapid fire um, but it was really interesting to to get their tangible, um, you know, wisdom. The key focus was really the mission of hedge funds, attack and defend, asking probing questions about how folks are protecting their portfolios. What are the new risk-adjusted um, strategies that might perform in this new market cycle of rising rates that we have not seen in quite some time? So it was... It was um, a rapid conversation, but something I think that resonated well with our audience. Wow, so uh, solving global macro markets in 30 yeah. minutes. Uh, given Just the... in a day's work for Emma. <laughs> Quite. And, and was there any particular themes? I mean, this is obviously a loaded question. Is there anything that particularly stuck out to you there? There was a lot of focus on CDS. Um, as a strategy coming back into fashion um, that could perform well and, um, you know, but really just having a thoughtful, a thoughtful approach, you know, the, the resounding message to the LPs in the room, because, you know, the next two days are going to be these one-on-one -on -one meetings was, you know, ask, ask what the strategy is for your protection, ask what is the Achilles heel of this strategy in a new market regime you know, really, really tried to get at the meat of this because it's, it's just a different, 
a different environment than we've had in so many recent years. And actually, I'm just going to take this opportunity to do a, a shameless plug because I've just spent my morning uh, diving into the data from our uh, investor allocation survey. And uh, I know that there's some particularly interesting results that are coming from that in the next few weeks. So, so keep, an, uh, keep, a, keep an eye out for that in the next week or so. Um, but Michelle, I just wanted to turn to the Private Credit Investor Forum, which went ahead on Monday. Could you just give us uh, an idea of what that event was focused on and who attended? So the Private Credit Investor Forum was a joint production of AMA, our alternative credit council, and um, our good friends at iConnections. And it was a real opportunity to showcase the private credit intelligence that the association has, as well as all of our leading members, while bringing them in connection, creating connection with the investor community in a more relaxed environment here in Miami, you know, alongside this big mecca um, for investors coming down on an annual basis. So it was a, a reimagining of the Alternative Credit Council Summit that we've hosted for many years, and um, it was a big success. You know, it was an opportunity to come together in a more intimate environment rather than this mega event to really focus on the issues of the day shaping the private credit markets. Um, you know, and we had a, a really robust mix of you know, some of the largest funds and GPs in the industry, some more niche players, institutional allocators, private wealth investors. Um, and the whole thing had the feeling of a long overdue high school reunion. You know, just the relief of being face to face again um, was palpable. And uh, does that include the cheesy disco at the end then, if it's a high school reunion? Oh, rather than cheesy disco, we had a top DJ from the Miami Heat. So um, it was actually quite a lot of fun as well, um, which I think, you know, this is this is what we've all been missing. Um, but the content, you know, the content was really striking. I think, you know, the three themes that came out loud and clear across the program were technology and technological disruption. It was um, democratization and the rise of private wealth. And, you know, our good friend ESG, who is ever present in, in all that we do across asset classes, and really considering how these themes were both creating disruption, but also new opportunity for GPs and LPs, um, you know, considering what, what impact they would have on investment opportunities as the market continues to grow and competition increases for deals. Um, you know, outside of this, I think the other common refrain was standardization of data. Um, this is obviously a role that, that EMA and the Alternative Credit Council can play as more transparency comes into the market for lenders as well as for LPs. Being able to transmit and share that data in an actionable, easy way so that, you know, we can focus on what really matters. Um, has come out loud and clear as a pain point um, that needs solving. Um, so I think that was quite interesting. Um, probably my favorite takeaway from the conference, though, was a, a remark from one of our LPs who said, don't confuse beta with brains, right? Again, as I was talking about in the macro thesis, you know, we're entering a new cycle and, you know, that enviable track record of the past seven years might not mean as much um, in this coming year. So really, the need to and deliver um, for LPs to ask the hard questions, for GPs to ask the hard questions of their borrowers um, are going to be really critical in the year ahead. 
And I think at this point, it's a it's a fairly established theme that some of the more sophisticated institutional investors are taking a greater interest in access to private markets, uh, specifically uh, private credit. Uh, I'm sure the mood was bullish, and, and it's very interesting to hear where they're looking to capitalize yeah. on that. It was sort of interesting because, you know, while there's so many pension funds already in this space, you know, something else that came up a few times was there's a lot of institutional investors that don't yet have dedicated allocation to the asset class. It's still more opportunistic. So I think as, you know, data suggests the AUM of the industry increased somewhere around 17% last year. Um, there's still a lot, a lot of room to grow in the institutional space, which is fairly mature. But then again, you know, the, the mass affluence, the retail, the private wealth markets are really coming on board in a big way um, when it comes to private credit, because just like the rest of us, they need yield. Absolutely. And, you know, given how uh, frothy uh, equity markets have been in the, in the opening weeks of January, this will give uh, some investors even more pause for thought than, the, than they otherwise might have had in Q4. Uh, so, Michelle, I just wanted to close. You've obviously mentioned a few really interesting trends there that, that people might want to dive into in more detail. Where can they go just to hear a little bit more about this, maybe after the event and uh, some, some conference reports are written up? So, the Alternative Credit Council webpage, which can be accessed through AMA.org or LendingForGrowth.org, would be the best place to start. You'll find all of the research that AMA publishes. Um, of course, you can also find us on social media, where we will be sharing insights and takeaways from these events. And you know, we look forward to continuing to bring you content throughout the year in a mix of virtual and in-person settings. Well said. Well, thank you very much, Michelle and Rom. Uh, I hope you do have a great time this week. I am exceedingly jealous. I hope to make it out next year at least. Uh, enjoy meeting people in person and, and please do get some sun while you're out there too. <laughs> thank you so much. AMA's free-to-read research reports are here to ensure you're prepared for what is next for the alternative investment industry. How is the hedge fund industry adapting its operating models to the post-COVID landscape? What does the uptick in inflation and interest rate mean for the investors looking to adjust their portfolios? Will hedge funds continue to engage more with the digital assets and ESG? AMOS 2022 Outlook Op-Ed addresses these questions and will prepare you to face the key themes expected to dominate the year ahead. For more up-to-date content, offering deep dives into these topics and much more, check out the AMAS Research Report in our Education Hub by visiting AMA.org today. Welcome back. So in part one, uh, uh, we spoke to um, Rom and Michelle, our colleagues at AMA, to get their thoughts on the ground um, on all things um, Miami Global Alts Week. We are delighted to be joined by uh, a good friend of Amos, managing partner of Bride Valley Partners, as well as the host of the very popular long-running show, radio show, that is, The Naked Short Club, uh, Stuart MacDonald. We should be speaking to him. Are you there, Stuart? Uh, yes, and um, in a sense, I'm here in spades and surrounded by glitz, excitement and music. Um, I'm in the lobby of uh, the Fontainebleau Hotel here in Miami Beach. Uh, the sun is shining, and um, for the very first time in a while, um, I'm in the midst of 
a real buzz um, at an alternative investments conference. Um, and the music you hear in the background uh, is piped throughout this labyrinthine hotel. So um, I hope listeners will forgive my speaking over it. But the excitement that I've uh, referred to uh, is uh, two parts, uh, I think, people's elation to be um, together in one place in such numbers, uh, interacting with people rather than pixels. And I think it's commonly accepted by the many people who've come here and who are at uh, the other conferences that are happening simultaneously to this one. I'm at the iConnections uh, conference, which is extremely well attended. Um, I, I imagine that uh, the attendance is somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000, but context, uh, which is happening simultaneously to this, has attracted a good turnout. Uh, there's the MFA con uh, conference, which is smaller by way of um, attendance, but I hear is quite buzzy. But I think people are related to be together. Um, and I, for one, will do my damnedest, uh, having taken the pandemic entirely seriously, uh, from mask to vaccination to voluntary self-isolation. Um, I really hope that I don't have to go back to not interacting with people. Um, and the excitement is also uh, a function to some extent, I think, of people realizing that the alternative investment uh, industry uh, in its broadest sense uh, may be on the lip of one of its moments that it's gone through periodically where uh, in the political sphere, in the economic, in the markets, we're facing real and possibly not, and not at all transient uh, instability and uncertainty. Um, and the, the alternative investment sphere has uh, in its usual way uh, gone through reinvention upon reinvention over the last few years, even uh, during the leanest times. And there is so much going on that uh, the investors whom I'm running into are getting excited about. Uh, I'm running into managers uh, pursuing uh, esoteric as well as uh, more established or mainstream strategies that just make me feel that uh, the whole thing's interesting uh, again. Um, and I think anyone who's been in the alternative sphere for a long time um, will know what I'm talking about, that you go through periods where you think it's all flattening out, and then all of a sudden you go through a burst of running into people and things that are being done that uh, rekindle your enthusiasm because you go up learning curves again. It's really great Sorry, news Tom. to hear that you, um, you know, you're, you're feeling the confidence of, of the in-person events and you know, from, from what I hear from you and from what we heard from Michelle and Rom earlier in the podcast is that that sense of confidence is that it is going to be more of that permanent shift to the, um, the, the in-person event, which is, you know, news that we all want to hear. Um, uh, you know, those events that you mentioned, you've been in Miami now for several days. Um, well, including yeah, can I just last say week. that, yeah, last week I attended, uh, uh, Agecroft Partners uh, event, Gaming the Edge, um, which was attended in person by several hundred people and uh, many more online. Um, and that was up in West Palm Beach. 
uh, Don Steinbruger commendably uh, takes 100% of the profits from those events and gives them to charity. And I think so far his events have generated $3 million worth of uh, charitable yeah, donations fantastic. and disbursements. But Don put together a really, really um, compelling set of managers and investors. And I, I have to say, uh, Tom, that uh, it felt in a way more like um, a conference of peers than um, a marketplace. Uh, right. Yes, there were managers having one-to-one -one meetings with investors, plenty of that, uh, and some really interesting panels. And Don rather flatteringly asked me to uh, moderate a panel on private credit uh, which involved uh, an American family office, um, also uh, uh, from Europe, uh, someone from APG, uh, and someone from Ferry, you know, the leading German uh, consultant. That was a very interesting panel, some very interesting panels. But however business-like it all was, um, it was so stimulating to be in an environment where the discourse was a serious one. People were just exchanging ideas in a very, very um, constructive way. Um, people were not uh, just pushing their product, as it were. Um, iConnections um, and the other conferences here in Miami, I think, are a bit more like uh, a medieval trade fair, if you will. Um, but so buzzy, uh, just, just this maelstrom, this whirl um, of activity and people looking delighted to meet each other. Um, it reminds me of the atmosphere that uh, pervaded uh, hedge fund conferences in the early 2000s when, uh, in a sense, uh, the world and the industry were younger and uh, one might say the sun never rose on the after party. There really is a buzz here, uh, Tom. Um, and I'd be interested, I, I, I'd be very happy to share with you if you're interested. Um, what I'm picking up in terms of what people no, are talking about. That would be about. great. I mean, the main themes of the week, and you talk about private credit, Agecroft, and of course we had Michelle and Ram commenting on our own private credit investor forum, you know, which we held in in Monday of this week. And I know. Yeah, that I, I, I got to I got that. to a couple sessions. I got to a couple sessions of that, um, and there was an ESG um, session towards the end of it, which was very very uh, well conducted. Again, it wasn't people uh, pushing a particular line or trying to self-promote it was just very thoughtful stuff and i made the observation when i was uh, at the agecroft conference um moderating that panel that over the last couple of years if anything has changed um in terms of what people are looking at or in terms of the discourse around alternatives um yeah there, there are several things one is there is no doubt that uh, the dividing lines that used to exist in people's minds between public and private markets have really broken down. There's a lot of hybrid activity. There's a lot of pure private markets activity that people are getting their teeth into, um, sometimes almost interchangeable with the, interchangeably with the more liquid stuff. Um, so a lot of stuff around private equity, uh, private credit, of course, uh, because uh, that movement uh, that's been in train since the GFC, um, you know, it's continuing, it's only getting bigger. Um, 
a lot of stuff to do with uh, uh, you know very quantalist uh, direct private markets activity at a corporate level, but also um, generally there is no denying that we are uh, on the verge of something around digital assets. Um, I have to say that when I'm in Europe, uh, the UK, Switzerland, which I was fortunate enough to be able to get to uh, before the last set of restrictions came in um, a couple of months ago. And if, I, if I'm in Europe and I mention digital assets, uh, anything in the distributed ledger technology or the crypto assets or the cryptocurrency space, um, there's either, almost invariably, there's a raising of an eyebrow or even an involuntary physical recoil. Uh, people just have a much more conservative attitude towards this sort of thing. Here, people don't blink. And I think it's fair to say that uh, crypto hasn't gone, is not in the mainstream of our space yet, but it's well within the bounds of the discourse around this. Um, and extraordinary, I mean, I'm at this particular conference in my capacity as chairman of uh, Aero Capital, double A-R-O. Uh, Aero Capital is a DLT and crypto assets uh, fund of funds manager based in London, who launched in uh, the middle of 2020, very strong results and everything. And to my astonishment and that of my Aero colleagues, we have written business on the spot twice here at a conference. Now, when was the last time that things were moving so quickly that that happened, that you would write business on the spot? Um, but equally, um, another thing that's really struck me, Tom, is that a couple of years ago, you know, when I was chairing conferences myself, um, and I'm sure it was the same uh, at AIMA events, two, three years ago, ESG was something that Okay, a minority of people had, you know, got ahead of, but by and large, people were not entirely sure how to engage with it, however seriously they might have taken it. There is no denying, there's no doubt that ESG is really at the forefront of a lot of people's minds um, and at a level that goes beyond uh, greenwashing or tokenism or counter rhetoric. Um, it's really there. People are taking it very seriously um, and actually, in many instances, making genuine attempts to find uh, often innovative ways in, in, in which they can make their offerings of their managers, um, you know, tick uh, SDG boxes um, or um, simply in some way contribute to making the world a better place as well as uh, generating alpha and delivering, uh, you know, coherent, uh, sensible, um, dare I say, sustainable uh, bundles of risk and uh, return to investors. Yes, of course. Um, and your plans for the rest of the week then, Stuart? Uh, you're obviously oh boy. Um, now and we're, we're into, what, Wednesday now? So rest of the week? Yeah, what that um, well, um, Wednesday and Thursday here at iConnections are very much about one-on-one -on -one, uh, meetings between managers and investors. And um, I'm being pulled into some of those, but uh, you know, I'm pleased to say that uh, uh, whether it's wearing my Bride Valley Partners hat or my Aero Capital hat, uh, I'm uh, content to simply waft around. I have meeting after meeting scheduled with uh, 
just really interesting people, both investors and managers. And I, I, I'm pleased to say that this time over here has rekindled my enthusiasm, not just for uh, being in person with other people, uh, it, you know, just for the industry as a whole. Um, anyone who thinks that uh, we're dealing with uh, something that's comatose is uh, you know, way out of line and uh, far removed from the reality. Um, it's wonderful to see so much enthusiasm uh, on the part of uh, our colleagues in the industry, Tom. Well, long may the good vibes continue, and uh, we wish you a good rest of the week and uh, safe travels back to London. Uh, Tom, thank you very much, and I look forward to seeing you in person. And uh, I, I must say, um, congratulations to AMA, uh, not just for uh, its uh, continuing good work, um, both within uh, and without the industry, but also for what was a splendid event on Monday here. Uh, well done, you guys. And keep up the great work, Tom. And Many thanks, colleagues. Stuart. Thanks again. Hey, cheers. Okay. Bye. 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 So, Drew, by all accounts, a great week to be had in Miami, uh, based on what we heard from Stuart and from Michelle and Rom. Uh, plenty of activity, plenty of a buzz, poolside parties, business done. Uh, you know, looks like uh, the hedge fund industry is very much back uh, in event season. Yeah, and I'm not sure how much it would work, but I am open to trying to record uh, our episode this time next year at one of these parties in person, just so we really get a good feel. We've got for to the book bus. ourselves on that plane, right? We've got to book <laughs> ourselves on that plane for sure. Who do we yeah. have to talk to? But uh, no, it was it was incredibly interesting. It sounds like there was a bit of a, a cultural exchange. Stuart was saying, you know, the Europeans have exported ESG over to the US and they're trying to push the digital assets over here. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see how that develops over the rest of the year. Yeah, certainly that appetite for digital assets continues. You know, we heard from Henry, obviously, a couple of episodes ago. And, you know, Stuart has backed that up in terms of the interaction that we had over the past week. But it was great to also hear again, you know, from Michelle and Rom that the value proposition for alternatives at large is very much uh, is very much uh, there. Again, uh, investors, you know, turned out in their number to hear and to speak to managers and get views around how best to allocate to alternatives across the portfolio. Oh, certainly now more than ever, I think, you know, given how this year has started in, you know, equities and elsewhere, this really does seem like a good opportunity for hedge funds. And, and that seems to have shone through last week. And in the next episode, we'll be speaking to Bill Kelly of the Kai Association. Of course, he's not short of views in terms of the value proposition for alternatives too. So that's definitely going to be a good one. Until then, bye for now, folks. The Long Short was brought to you by AMA, the Alternative Investment Management Association, the global representative for the alternative investment industry. To get the latest episodes, you can subscribe to The Long Short on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, or stream episodes directly from our website, AMA.org.